This is Gina Marie Rodriguez, and you're listening to the Jersey Arts Podcast. When teenager Percy Jackson discovers he's a demigod, he and his friends embark on an epic journey to find Zeus's missing lightning bolt and prevent a war among the gods. That is the synopsis for The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical, produced by the growing stage, the Children's Theater of New Jersey, in Netcong, running March 10th through 26th. The Growing Stage's mission is to nurture the development of the performing arts through education and to create, produce, and perform works that engage the entire family. Based on the novel by Rick Riordan, with a book by Joe Trace and music and lyrics by Rob Rokiki, this rock musical is theater for the whole family to enjoy. Today I spoke with the Lightning Thief vocal coach, Melinda Bass O'Neill, and actress Georgie Smith as they prepare to launch this production by The Growing Stage. How about we start with uh, you ladies introducing yourselves, um, and we can start with with Georgie to make it easy. You're playing Annabeth in the show, right? Yes. Hi, my name is Georgie Smith, and I will be playing Annabeth in The Lightning Thief at The Growing Stage. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about your character and, and just about the show itself? Sure. Um, So the Percy Jackson musical, The Lightning Thief, is the story about Percy Jackson, who discovers that he is a demigod, um, and he doesn't know who his father is. And then when he arrives at Camp Half-Blood, he finally figures out who his father is, which I won't tell you, because that will be spoiling the secret of the show. And uh, he ends up going on an adventure to do this killer quest. Uh, And that's our musical. And I am playing Annabeth, who um, is a camper at Camp Half-Blood. And she is the daughter of Athena. Daughter of Athena. Uh, She was always one of my favorite goddesses. I don't know why. I just chose her to be my favorite. And she has been ever since I was a child. (laughs) She's cool. Right? Um, So that sounds like a really uh, exciting role. Melinda, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you do with the show and with the growing stage? Yeah, so my name is Melinda Bass, now Melinda Bass O'Neill. So I started at the Growing Stage when I was about nine. I did my first show there, and I've worked there as an actor, as a camp music teacher, as a music director, and this is the first time I think the Growing Stage has had a vocal coach. So um, it just kind of happened. Like, Laura Petrie is the musical director, and I've been friends with Rob Ukiku, who wrote the music for The Lightning Thief for about 20 years now. So they just kind of asked if I wanted to be involved and help out because I I know the style that Rob writes and it's a little different than your typical rowing stage show. It's it's more of a rock opera. So I'm just there to kind of help and lend moral support and help with any vocal issues because it is very challenging to sing. So, so far, all we've done is learn the music because it's a lot of music to learn, but hopefully within the next two weeks, I'll be able to pull people out and work with them on their solos and just make sure they can sing healthy because it is a challenging show to sing. And I think you guys have like seven, 10 a.m. performances <laughs> where you have to it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that's what I'm there for. As a non-singer, I always find this fascinating uh i now i've gotten into watching vocal coaches on tiktok there's a lot of that but i'm so fascinated by what it is that you do um Mm -hmm. and i'd love to talk a little bit more about that and also you are also a music therapist am i i am i'm i would love to hear more about that yeah sure so um 
So my undergrad is actually in musical theater. So I did the whole acting, performing thing. And then once I reached a certain age, I was like, hey, I want to have a kid. So what else can I do? But I can't give up music. Like, that's the thing I really want to do. So I was thinking about music education. And then I kind of found out more about music therapy. So I went back for my master's. So I work with kids and adults with like intellectual disabilities and autistic um, people and a variety of abilities. I have some deaf students. I have some blind students. I have students with who are medically fragile. So it's really a way to, it's not so much teaching music. It's more of a way of using music to work on goals. So let's say I have a little preschooler who's still not speaking. We'll use music to get them to say a word or just to vocalize. Or if I have a person in a wheelchair who really can't move it's anything just lifting their head for the day is their goal you know or you know self-expression all sorts of things think about like ot like occupational therapy physical therapy speech therapy all used with music as like the the tool to reach those goals and needs i think that's really important work and i love that i'm i'm wondering has that informed the way you approach your vocal coaching at all? Has it changed? Um, has it changed your approach when working with uh, the cast of, of the lightning? It's definitely a different way of singing. I obviously don't like project as much when I'm doing music therapy. I use like more different levels of my voice, but finding that is helping me encourage other people, you know, the actors to find different levels. You don't always have to belt everything out or push everything out. Just find different levels of your voice and just vocal health. Cause I'll sing like five or six hours a day, which is more than I sang when I was performing. So I've definitely learned how to like manage my voice better and just take care of it better. Yeah. Have the two of you worked together um, in the coaching regard yet? Not so much yet, but I did music direct Georgie and young Frankenstein what, yes years ago uh, a, a while ago a while ago and it was it was a lot of fun we had a great time on that production yeah, yeah. so I coached you a little bit then but I was the official music director then so yeah yeah I'm excited to get like to the next part with with Melinda getting to uh be coached by her it's really exciting yes, that's so. the goal I'm eventually hopefully this week I'll be working with you on some of your stuff now, that you, now that you know it <laughs> Georgie, can you tell me what you're most excited about when it comes to playing Annabeth? Oh, well, first of all, I feel like I'm a little geek when it comes to this show. I love it. Um, I first like found the soundtrack and then, um, and then when I got the script and started memorizing my lines, I actually read the book while I was memorizing, um, because I'm just, I'm in love with it. And I think that's why this show does so well too, is because people love this story. I mean, this, it's a huge book series, huge book series. Um, so that's part of why I love it. And, and Annabeth is like a hugely iconic character in, in the books. Um, so it's just an honor to get to play her, to be honest with you. She is just, she's really an icon and she's a great person for young girls to look up to. Um, she's just, she's so strong. She's smart and she knows that she's strong and she's smart. And that is just such an incredible character to play. 
confidence, right? Confidence is key. Absolutely. And it's great for me too. Just it, it boosts my confidence as well. You know, getting to play such a character like that, it's, it's exciting. (laughs) And on that note, I mean, I think that's really important to be teaching the younger generation to, to believe in yourself, to be confident. This is a theater that specializes in, in children's theater. So what can you say about this show that will really encourage families to come together and see the lightning thief? Well, I definitely think everybody's going to love it. Anybody that comes to see this production is going to love it. I think, again, the music is more of a rock opera, like Melinda said. So it's going to be in your minds, like when you leave, you are, you're going to fall in love with the music. Um, but I think it's also, it has an edge to it that like a lot of musical theater doesn't usually go into. So I think people will remember that as well and really enjoy seeing that. And the songs are so catchy. They get stuck in your head. And it's just a fun story. Like, I feel like it's a great story, like iconic story to be told and to be introduced to at the growing stage. Probably a lot of kids will come maybe having read the book and knowing the story and then also introducing it to new kids. I know too, like teaching uh, at the growing stage, it's really, it's been really fun because the kids like in my, in my classes have been so excited for this show. They've been asking all year about it. And some of them even are asking like, Oh, can I like, can I audition? I would be like, I don't know. (laughs) You have to talk. You have to, you have to wait and see, um, or talk to Steve or talk to Lori, um, Stephen Fredericks, the, um, artistic director. And, um, but I just, I know that there's already so many, so many students at the growing stage that are excited to see this because they've read it in school or they've read it on their own or they're reading it currently. My daughter asked, she wanted to be in it and Georgie teaches her on Saturday mornings. <laughs> I understand why she couldn't audition for Percy Jackson when we couldn't find one yet. <laughs> yeah, <they laughs> audition to find Percy because it's a challenging role to sing. And she's like, I don't understand. Why can't I be Percy Jackson? And then she's like, why can't Georgie be J- Percy Jackson? <laughs> I'm like, Georgie's out of that. Which is a fabulous role. But that brings me to my next question. Is this a show you're talking about these students who want to audition? Is this a show starring children? Are there children in the show? Or is this more geared towards a a child audience, a family audience? It's more geared towards a a children and family audience. Um, There there are no um, children in the production. It's it's six adults? Six adults. Seven? Four four guys and three girls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a little too challenging to sing for kids. It's written, it's written for adults, like 20 somethings to play the, how old are you guys supposed to be like teenagers? I'm assuming, right? Yes. Um, I, in the books, in the Percy Jackson books, um, Percy Jackson is 12 and Beth is 12. Um, but the characters range from 12 to, I would say, 19. I've seen there's been movie iterations of this. Obviously, these are based on the books and there's going to be a new uh, Disney series as well. Uh, I feel like Rick Mm -hmm. Riordan is having like a a renaissance now. It's Mm -hmm. all all about his stuff, uh, which is great. And I'm looking forward to it. I am curious, is there like an age group that you would recommend this show to? What's too young? What's, What's a good niche age would you say i would say maybe like five or six and up okay. um 
I did see it on Broadway and I didn't, my daughter at the time, I think was six and we didn't bring her, but the Broadway production was very loud and a little scary. I don't know. I don't think ours is going to be quite as scary. Um, I'm not sure because <laughs> we haven't like fully staged it and I haven't seen all the costumes and everything, but there are monsters in it. Um, but I think usually the growing stage kind of gears things a little bit more. So it's not so much like loudness and in your face. Yeah, like there's also lots of swords. There's there's some sword fighting and st stage combat in there too. So um, I think Melinda is right, five, six, up to that like second, first, second grade. You know, it does it does have those themes of stage fighting and combat as well. I would compare it to like Harry Potter one, <laughs> however old you are when you watch that. That's kind of what I'm thinking of it. I, it reminds me a lot of Harry Potter in a way, especially since there's the trio with Annabeth, Grover, and Percy. It's like, you know, Harry, Herm Hermione, and Ron. It just reminds me of Harry Potter a little bit. That makes sense. That's a really good comp too. And I'm sure, you know, the parents listening will um, be able to take some of those notes and, and decide for themselves what the right age <laughs> is. But you mentioned before that, um, Melinda, I know that you were talking about how you started when you were about nine, you said, with the growing stage, and you mm -hmm. both had that experience growing up in the theater, really, and, and with the growing stage specifically. What has it been like to go from a child performer to now a professional within the same space? It's it's so, so, so cool. And I think what's really funny, too, about my story is I think my first production I ever saw it well it was the Wizard of Oz at the growing stage which I think was the production that Melinda starred as Dorothy in mm -hmm. which is even like cooler um because then I took classes there when I was a child when I was very young and then was in the Wizard of Oz myself when I was 10 and then years later after graduating from college I was then um Dorothy in 2018 at the at the growing stage so it's kind of been a full circle moment it's it's beyond cool getting to be at your home away from home amazing it's kind of funny and I have a similar story to Georgie my first show that I saw I was three and I saw Lori Fredericks play Dorothy and then then later I was a munchkin and then later I was Dorothy and then we saw Georgie as Dorothy and my daughter was four when she saw Dorothy. So maybe her is Dorothy. So maybe she'll be Dorothy one day. <laughs> you never know. It's funny that full circle. I love this so much. I want to know how perhaps our listeners who are just now learning about the growing stage, how can they become involved? What if they have kids who want to join? Where do we direct them? How do they do this? Well, there's the website that helps. I want to say it's growingstage.com, I hope. <laughs> and there's, I think there's options to volunteer. There's classes. I think if your little ones are interested in classes, it ranges from preschool all the way to high school. That's a good way to, to get them started. There's also the summer arts day camp over the summer, which is amazing. I was a camper, then a counselor, then a teacher. And now my daughter's going to the camp. So it's just like... <laughs> Full circle and she loves it. Everybody's so friendly there. So, and they're always looking for volunteers. And there's definitely a way in. Even if you're not a performer, you can volunteer and help make popcorn or help paint sets or whatever. 
Absolutely. And, and also if you are a performer, you can start auditioning there at, at 10 years old too. So um, you just check out the growing stage website and check their blog page, which is where they post all the auditions. And if there's any young performers that would like to audition for a show at the growing stage, they can check that out and see, see what's out and up and coming. Yeah. Like this, this show is mostly adults, but they usually have at least one show a year where it's for the whole family. So ages 10 and up can audition. 10 and up. That is so important. I really hope that there are families out there or parents out there who are listening to this and are really already on your website, getting ready to uh, sign up. I kind of wish that I were 10 again. I feel like you can, I you can audition as an adult as an adult as well. <laughs> this is true. I could still audition. I just yeah. <laughs> it's just me missing my youth right now. I just want to go back in time. But I'm really excited about this show. And and you've mentioned that it is more rock opera. Um, would you say? I mean, you also mentioned that it might be kind of scary. Like, is this? overall a happy theme are we going to be crying should we be bringing tissues to the theater <laughs> how do we prepare to see the show it's Ooh. definitely it's definitely a happy ending <laughs> if that yeah. helps there are moments where you're a little worried for certain characters i don't want to give anything away yeah like i said it, they go on an, an epic adventure they go on a killer quest that's what they call it in in the musical, um, and they sing a whole song about it. But they're going on this on this big adventure, and um, kind of similar again, similar to Harry Potter in that sense that they're they're trying to reach a goal and and they're trying to find something and, and figure something out. It's kind of the same type of adventure, so it is happy. It is it's exciting. I think that's important to know. I am just the type of person who likes to walk into a show knowing whether I'm going to end up crying or, you know, tears of joy or tears of sadness. Uh, some heartwarming moments, but I don't think you really need a tissue box, but maybe you do if you're a little sentimental. Maybe. I'll, I'll probably sing song song between the mom and Percy. It makes me a little. That's sad. a beautiful moment. No. I'm assuming that would be a ballad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called strong it's about being strong and and normalism is called uh, there's a great line and it says normal is a myth right everybody has issues being different is makes you who you are makes you special makes you strong that's there's a lot of nice messages in the show <laughs> absolutely that's a great message some people really like to prep for shows by listening to the soundtrack first is that something that you recommend or you like to encourage people to go in, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what you call it, cold turkey, just like go in without any any knowledge of the show prior? Ooh, that's a difficult question. As an actor or as a going to see the show for the first time? As a, an audience member. I mean, I think it's, I think it go either way. Sometimes you kind of compare it to the soundtrack and you're kind of wanting that same like performance. True. That could be risky. So, but um, I have to say everybody in this cast is pretty amazing. You might even like their performances better than the soundtrack. Who knows? 
So we'll just say instead, this is the show to see. I, I'm looking forward to it. I love musicals. That tends to be my genre. As someone who can't sing myself, I like watching other people do it for me. So that's <laughs> what I'm looking forward to. This this story is, it's a really special story. I mean, if you love Greek mythology, then then you're really going to love this. Um, it's It's so much fun. And it definitely teaches you a lot about Greek mythology too, which is cool. It definitely reminded me a lot of what I learned in middle school. <laughs> um, it's a really, really fun story that I think a lot of people are going to have a lot of fun seeing and they are going to really love the music. And I think they're really going to enjoy all the actors on stage. We have such an amazing cast. It's, it's really awesome and a great production team too. So I think, um, I think that's a big thing too. The Greek mythology though is really a huge part of, of this story. So if you love it, come and see it. Mm-hmm. Georgie, what did you say that you teach at the growing stage? Sure. So I teach on Saturday mornings. I teach uh, creative dramatics, which is a class that explores the imagination. Um, a lot of what we do is we play a lot of games, um, a lot of listening, a lot of improv, a lot of exploring our imagination. Um, ultimately, by the end of the class, we take a book that we've read and we turn it into a play at the end of the class. Um, and then I also teach the musical theater performance preparation class, which is where um, we, the goal of the class is to teach two um, audition cuts that these students can use in the future if they ever go and audition. Um, and I teach them acting through song. We work on dance. Um, they even learn choreography to these songs. Sometimes we create a play throughout the songs too. Um, so those are the two classes that I teach currently at the growing stage. And what age group is that? Sure. So creative dramatics, um, I currently teach, uh, kindergarten K1, um, but that goes up to second grade. And then there's, um, second all the way to, I think ninth grade, there's an acting lab. And I think that actually goes into high school as well. I might be wrong. Um, and then musical theater performance prep class, it goes from second grade to ninth grade. Oh, and a little plug. I'm going to be starting a preschool class next week, I think. How <laughs> exciting. We're incorporating music as well. So it's going to be kind of a mix between what Georgie does, between the creative dramatics and the musical theater, but using music to kind of introduce theater, to to introduce the three acting cools, uh, cools, tools, <laughs> cools, um, your voice, your body, and your imagination. So, And when does that start? That is supposed to start next Saturday. It's it's just a four-week workshop, basically, four Saturdays. We're trying to get the younger, because so far most of the classes have been kindergarten and up. So now we're trying to get that younger preschool age in. And then the goal is to eventually get like a, a big person in me class in there too. Awesome. So, so, so we can start them really young. <laughs> yes. Great. And all of that information should be on growingstage.com, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Well, this has been super informative. I'm really excited about the show. Come see the show. It's going to be great. Get involved with the growing stage. You won't be disappointed. Obviously, Georgie and I are still there. (laughs) 
The Growing Stages production of The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical, runs March 10th through the 26th at the Historic Palace Theater in Netcong, New Jersey. For more information, be sure to visit growingstage.com. If you liked this episode, be sure to review, subscribe, and tell your friends. A transcript of this podcast, links relevant to the story, and more about the arts in New Jersey can be found at jerseyarts.com. The Jersey Arts Podcast is presented by Art Pride New Jersey, advancing a state of creativity since 1986. The show was co-founded by and currently supported by funds from the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, with additional support from the National Endowment for the Arts. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Gina Marie Rodriguez. Executive producers are Jim Atkinson and C. Stroud. I'd like to extend a special thanks to our guests, Melinda Bass O'Neill and Georgie Smith. I'm January Rodriguez for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>